0: Hello podcast listeners, hope everything's going well for you as much as it has for me today. I gotta say, I didn't expect to be able to find a news article this quickly on some certain things of aspects that were happening in the market and it's not being talked about as much, but some of this podcast today is gonna tie in what we talked about with yesterday, okay? For instance, the big news that we're gonna start off with today and before we fully get into this podcast is from Business Insiders, they're reporting that Ukraine could get any of a number of different jets to rebuild its fighter fleet but it won't be russian top u.s air force general says this ties in yesterday about how i believe it was the pentagon just approved to th- about 300 or to 200 to 300 f-35 planes to be made okay and i had mentioned yesterday that there was a chance that in my opinion that some of them were going to go to ukraine but we'll get into that in a minute we're also going to be talking about tesla because tesla had just reported its earnings i believe recently today and it it did pretty well and we'll cover that a little bit we have some new updates currently too on the potential chip bill that's trying to pass within the senate and house i believe it is currently so we're going to cover a little bit about that as well and finally we're going to end today by talking about netflix because netflix just reported earnings and something's a little suspicious with netflix And I think we need to be able to talk about that more towards the end. But with that being said, guys, like I always say, at the beginning of each podcast, I'm not a professional advisor in any way, shape, or form. Everything I talk about in this podcast is is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company, as there's no guarantee of you making any money while investing in the stock market. I also need to remind you that I am not a professional advisor in any way, shape, or form. I cannot legally give you a financial advice. This podcast is for information and for entertainment purposes for those who wish to look for it currently. With that being said, guys, also, if I have any stocks that I will mention in this podcast, I will make sure that I will mention if I have small positions in them or not. But today's, I don't believe I'll be that. I believe that won't be the case for this podcast. But just in case, I will make sure I try to mention my best, the best of my ability in this podcast. With that being said, guys, let's begin today's podcast. Ukraine could get off a number of different jets to rebuild its fighter fleet, but it won't be Russian, top US general says. According to Business Insider, U.S.-made fighter jets are the only option for Ukraine as it looks to rebuild its air force to face Russian and other threats. U.S. Air Force Chief Staff General Charles Q. Brown said on Wednesday, Ukraine has lobbied the U.S. to provide fighter jets, particularly the F-15 and the F-16, to help it counter Russia's larger and technological superior force since Moscow attacked its smaller neighbor in February. The U.S. has declined, though it... Though it other... Though it and other countries have supplied spare aircraft parts and other weapons to Ukraine throughout the conflict. Ukraine's Air Force, which flies many of its same soviet air aircraft as Russia, has fought effectively but taken heavy losses. Speaking at the Aspen Security Conference in Colorado on Wednesday, Brown said Ukraine was unlikely to acquire more Russian hardware, but there are several options in which it could rebuild its fighter jets. In addition, U.S.-made aircraft, Brown said, there's griping out the Sweden through its Eurofighter, there is a Flay. So there's a number of different platforms that could go to Ukraine. Probably not MIGs. Okay. "Quote: I think it would be tougher to get parts in the future from the Russians. So it, it would be something non-Russian." Brown added, "I can probably tell you that, but I can't tell you what exactly what it's going to be." You know, it's interesting because there was also another article from MSM. MS from not even just MSM, but also from the Washington Post that MSM is reporting about too, where it says U.S. allies weigh providing Russian-Ukraine fighter jets to counter Russia. Okay, So senior U.S. officials acknowledge Wednesday that the United States and its allies are considering whether to provide Ukraine with new fighter jets and trading needed to operate them, a move that would dramatically expand the Western involvement in the war with Russia. And then, of course, it goes into more details with Brown saying almost the exact same thing. It's interesting that this is happening, especially after yesterday's announcement that the approval of the budget, I believe it was, or not the budget, the the Pentagon had approved of Lockheed Martin building the F-35s for them. So if we give them the F-16, which Lockheed Martin currently makes, that means Lockheed's going to continue making more money off this. This war, I guess, is a good thing for Lockheed Martin because it means that they're going to be making more money going forward. But it also means too, because the F-15 is made by Boeing as well. And I'm surprised Boeing hasn't also been somewhat benefiting from this war between the Ukraine and Russia. But it's also interesting because when this article came out from MSM, which was about an hour or two before the market had closed, or maybe it was after the market had closed, or maybe it was during the market times, not too sure. The stock barely moved. The stock moved yesterday a lot for Lockheed Martin because Lockheed Martin had announced that they were able to sell to the US government. But it's just extremely interesting. Now that this article comes out after hours, and they're mentioning now that there's a chance that Ukraine's going to be getting some F-15s and F-16s from the United States. A day after they announced that the F-35 was going to be built, uh, like I believe it was like 250 to 350 or something that was supposed to be built. It's It's just mind-boggling to me right now that this is happening. And there's no one talking about this currently right now either. And it probably won't even be talked about tomorrow either in tomorrow's market. But we'll talk about it here on this podcast because we try to cover all things. But keep an eye out for Lockheed Martin and Boeing, guys, because it seems like they're going to be making all the money, especially with the government contracts, if they are going to sell planes to Ukraine to fight Russia. So on to more space news, or not, I guess, space news, on to more aerospace news, I guess. Tesla grows revenue 42%, but automotive margins decline. From CNBC, Tesla reported earnings after the bell, and the results sent the stock up slightly after hours. Earning per shares was $2.27 adjusted versus $1.81 expected, according to Refinitiv. Revenue was $16.93 billion versus $17.1 billion expected, according to Refinitiv. Automotive gross margins came in 27.9% down from 32.9% last quarter and 28.4% a year ago. The impact of inflation and more competition for battery sales and other components that go into electric vehicles. Automotive revenues made up $14.6 billion of the company's total with $1.47 billion coming from services and other revenues and $866 million from the company's energy segment. The company generated $344 million automotive regulatory credits revenue in the second quarter. The company said it's in, in its shareholder deck. That's a $10 million or nearly 3% decline from the same period in 2021. CEO Elon Musk on the earnings call Wednesday said Tesla's new factory outside of Berlin surpassed 1,000 cars per week in June and he expects the company's new factory in Austin, Texas to exceed 1,000 per week production's milestone in the next few months. Tesla's grown its changing infrastructure more than its store and service centers, reporting 709 and service locations and the quarter of 3,971 supercharger locations with 36,165 total supercharger con- connections. In the second quarter, those numbers represent 19% growth in the in-store and service center locations year over year. And a 34% growth in the number of charging locations. The company offered limited detail about the investments in the sales of cryptocurrency, writing, "Quote at the end of Q2, we have converted approximately 75% of our Bitcoin purchases into fiat currency. Conversions in Q2 added 936 million of cash to our balance sheet. Overall, the company's cash and cash equivalents increased to 847 million during the quarter. Tesla made waves among the crypto enthusiasts when it announced in early 2021 that it purchased 1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Musk explained." On Wednesday's call, that the reason we sold a bunch of Bitcoin holdings was that we were uncertain as to when COVID lockdowns in China would alleviate. So it was important for us to maximize our cash position. He added, this should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin. CFO Zach Kirkhorn and Musk confirmed that Tesla has not sold any of its Doge coins. With two new factories now standing in Texas and outside of Berlin and Germany, Tesla has kept its soft guidance for 50% average annual growth in the vehicle deliveries over a multi-year horizon. I mean, it's funny. There's some news of them ripping on Elon for selling Bitcoin. I mean, he says it right here. they were looking to save cash. Or maybe Elon just is a lot smarter than people realized and that it was just time to sell a little bit. I mean, people have been selling. There's other articles too. There's like a family that sold a bunch of Bitcoin at the top, but they're, they've they lost millions, I guess it is, since the Bitcoin. I think it's like the Bitcoin family that that put their net worth into Bitcoin back in 2017, I want to say. But it's it's just, the, this market's just getting interesting and, and more, the more we look into this. It says here, with inflation uncertainty, Russia's brutal invasion of Ukraine and COVID outbreaks in China exacerbated ongoing semiconductor and part shortages along with other supply chain snags. COVID restrictions in Shanghai forced Tesla to temporarily suspend or limit production at its factory there during the second quarter of 2022. In late May, Musk lamented the high cost of starting up production at new factories in Austin, Texas. And in Germany, during an interview, the Tesla owner, Silicon Valley, a company-recognized fan club, must said the two new factories are gigantic money furnaces. You know, it's, it's good that they mentioned this here, the semiconductors. I'm surprised they didn't mention it earlier, but semiconductors recently, like I feel like that'd be a huge issue for Tesla as well, just to get the chips for the cars that are needed. Because a lot of companies are feeling that pinch right now. And of course, there is a solution and the US government's trying to solve that currently right now. Now, whether they solve it or not, is another issue, but there are some things that are quite concerning with it right now. Okay. First off, CNBC is reporting that Ray Raimondo warns of a deep and immediate recession. If U S were to be cut off from Taiwan chip manufacturer. Okay. This was from today. Okay. And then there's news I have to talk about that's happening from yesterday on the chip manufacturing side of things. Commerce secretary, Gina, Raimondo warned on Wednesday that the country's current dependence on foreign computer chip fabrication puts it at risk of a recession, if it's ever cut off. Her comments come as Congress nears key votes on the bill to fund U.S. semiconductor manufacturing. While the computer chips are designed in the U.S. by companies like Intel, Raimondo told CNBC Sarah Eisen on closing bell Wednesday, that the locations of manufacturing is just as important. Quote, if you allow yourself to think about a scenario where the United States is no longer has access to chips currently being made in Taiwan, it's a scary scenario, Raimondo said. It's a deep and immediate recession. It's an inability to, pro- to protect ourselves by making military equipment. We need to make this in America. We need a manufacturing base that produces these chips, at least enough of these chips here on our shores, because otherwise we will be too dependent on other countries. The More Than 50 Billion Chips Act would help subsidize the creation of semiconductor manufacturing plants in the U.S. Computer chips are used in a range of internet-connected devices, from smartphones to medical technology to cars. The bill also cleared a produce hurdle in the Senate on Tuesday, but still must pass both chambers Has support on both sides of the aisle. Though some lawmakers have questioned the need to subsidize companies that have engaged in stock buybacks, the bill includes a prohibit, prohibit prohibits on using the funds to buy back on di- or dividends. The semiconductor industry has lobbied harder for the bill's passage with Intel warning its planned manufacturing plant in Ohio in which it would initially invest 20 billion could be delayed as a result of stalling from Congress. Okay. If Congress does stall, I hope they do a little bit because this next article from NBC actually is a little bit concerning. Okay. From NBC news right now from Washington says here, senators are advancing a computer chips bill. They don't know what's in it yet. Okay, the fact that NBC is now reporting on this is quite concerning, but let's look into what they're talking about. Okay, says here from Washington. Senators are moving forward this week on a scaled back package to boost domestic computer chips production. They just don't know what's in the bill yet. The Senate on Tuesday took the first step to advance the lawmakers are calling Chips Plus to try to combat the global chip shortage. That has affected everything from auto manufacturers to the video game industry. The package is a slimmed-down version of a much broader China competitiveness bill that the House and Senate negotiators have struggled for months to reach a deal on. Fearful that the impatient chip manufacturers would build their semiconductor fabrication plants elsewhere if they don't act soon. Top Democrats call, made the call to switch tactics. Congress would take up a more narrow-focused bill, including $52 billion to subsidize to chip manufacturers the deal with larger China competition package later. Chips Plus on Tuesday evening cleared its first uh, pro first hurdle and a 64 60, correction 64 to 34 vote needing just 51 vote, votes to advance the key senators said they could pass the bill and send it to the house as early as this week but they still haven't agreed on what will be added into it and what it will and what will be shelved what they have aggrieved on is that the urgent matter in recent days, Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Republican leaders, and top Biden administration officials have all made the argument that passing the chips package soon is an economic and national security imperative as China and other nations ramp up production amid global supply chain woes. Quote, we will see the see if members can come to an agreement on adding other provisions to the bill, but the bottom line is that we must come up with a package that is capable of passing this chamber without delay, Schumer told reporters. Tuesday after Senator Democrats' weekly lunch. Quote, we must act soon as we need to make sure we bring chip manufacturing back to America because our nation's security depends on it. He added. Okay. This is what's concerning about this. They're voting on a bill that they have no idea what they're going to be putting into it. Okay. If anything, they're going to jam useless stuff in the bill as well. If it was really a concern for them, they should just pass the bill of just purely chip manufacturing right now. Okay. In all seriousness, we've talked about this chip manufacturing bill for a while on this podcast, at least when the information has come out. But it's just super concerning that they're trying to pass a bill. What they don't even know what they're going to put in it just yet. They could put something stupid as, oh, in the bill we got to have some Green New Deal stuff in there as well. What does that have to do with chips? That that is just the dumbest thing on the planet right now. And they're just taking, they're just trying to rush things as quickly as possible. Ugh, okay, reading more on the article says we don't know what the bill is. That's the challenge right now, Senate Majority Whip John Thume told NBC News. They're going to cobble it together based on, I think, how the the big the Republican vote to get on it is. But other senior Republicans said they ultimately expect to vote for the CHIPS bill, boosting chances that they'll secure votes needed to clear the Senate. It looks like we're running out of time. And, of course, it's already cleared up, if I'm not mistaken, so... Quote, this is an investment in breakthrough research which will occur primarily in our research universities. This is where some of the best talent in the world resides, Young said, and we'll need to harness the talent, the creative and expertise to produce technologies like hypersonic, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, semiconductors, et Creta, and then spin off and intellectual property to help drive the 21st century economy. Well, hopefully this bill does pass, but I really hope they start looking really what's into it because I hope that there's not useless stuff in there. And the other thing, too, is if they're going to allow kids from universities, which is the brightest minds to look at it as well, they better make sure that they're Americans doing it. Because there have been reports in the past about how there have been Chinese people, people from not Chinese people, the people from China in the universities taking this stuff and going back to China. So so if it's a national security risk, hopefully they make sure that the people who are looking into it are actually like cleared. Elon Musk actually got ripped upon that once recently when people were saying like, oh, why don't you have more diversity in your company? And he flat out told the people at the investors meeting that he said, if they're not cleared by the US government, they can't work on the project. Hopefully the US government does this for the chips as well. On to the next thing. Netflix earnings results mark pivotal point for streaming giant for better or worse. Okay. We're going to end on Netflix and there's a reason why we're ending on Netflix. Okay. Netflix second quarter earnings results can be interpreted on two different ways. The company's future depends on which reading turns out to be correct. The world's biggest streaming company announced Tuesday that it lost nearly 1 million subscribers for the three months period from April to June, making the second straight quarter. It lost customers. Still, that was less than loss of 2 million. The company has forecast that Netflix shares were up about 6% at 214 in midday trading Wednesday. The second quarter results offer a new bull case for Netflix investors if the quarter serves as a bottom the point at which the company stopped losing subscribers and started growing again even if the snail's pace investors have a new growth story in the next quarter the streaming giant forecast, it would add 1 million subscribers this may be the primary reason shares rose on wednesday quote with signs of stabilization a correction with signs of stabilization and the subscriber base emerging we believe that the prospect of a prolonged period of subscriber losses is becoming increasingly unlikely stifel added scott Deviate said in a note to clients, Stiff will upgrade its ratings on Netflix shares to buy on Wednesday. But the results, with some investors found good enough, may only lead to temporary relief. The bare case for Netflix is that Wednesday's bump in shares is a dead cat bounce. Wall Street's lingo for temperature recovery after a substantial fall. Netflix faces intensifying competition from major players, pushing its streaming market, including Disney+, NBC, Universal, Peacock, and HBO and has raised questions about whether Netflix will be able to hold on its dominance, particularly in the lucrative US market. This is also the same news that just reported that they're having to work with Microsoft now to sell ads on their streaming platform. No one wants to watch ads on their streaming platform. Okay, and the fact that the stock bounced again, I mean, they're even saying here the new case for growth, Previously, Netflix bulls have learned in the in the notion that the company would turn to massive global scale of 221 million subscribers and deposit free cash flow by increasing pricing and reducing churn. The trans- transformation of a money losing venture to a free cash flow machine would enrich shareholders. That's how that's now happened, or at least it it's about to happen. Netflix said in a shareholders letter, "generate one billion in free cash flow in 2022." In 2023, Netflix said uh, there there will be substantial growth in free cash flow. And yet shares are still trading to 70% lower than its all-time high set in November. Second wave of subscriber growth could be the company's new narrative for investors. There's a reason to believe Netflix subscribers will once again surge ahead. The company announced it will crack down on password sharing and launch new cheaper adver- advertising support tier in 2023. Both of those initiatives may lead to more signups. Yeah. People are not going to sign up to watch ads. That's a reason why people left. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay. Now, Last thing we're going to read, and, and some of this news might be covered again, like we've already talked about on CNBC. It says here, after a hard start year, and this is from Yahoo Finance, okay? It says, Netflix climbs as investors digest earnings, but analysis warns a lot remains to be figured out. After a hard start of the year, Netflix is finally enjoying some time in the green. Shares of the streaming giant continued to surge on Tuesday, up more than 6% in late afternoon, trading as investors digest the platform's Q2 earnings which shows subscriber losses coming in at close to a million. Despite the positive reaction, however, a lot remains to be figured out. Piper Sandler, analyst Tom Champion told Yahoo Finance Live in an interview. The big challenge for Netflix is is executing in transition. They've got to get beyond their password sharing issues and have got to introduce an advertising tier to offset some of those subscriber losses analysis advised. Netflix was lost 200 200,000 users in April and revealed softer than expected guidance in Q3 and have battled an uptick in subscriber churn or the number of customers that dropped out of the service that comes amid increasing competition. Okay, Here's the thing. One of the reasons why people are leaving Netflix, their entire system is not the best currently right now. No one wants too much garbage content across the board. Okay, This bounce that Netflix just had. It's 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 a cat bounce. It, I totally believe in that as well. And the reason I say that is, Stranger Things just ended, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe Stranger Things is coming to an end. I can't remember. But people love do love that show, Stranger Things. In fact, some of the kids that I coach volleyball with will ask sometimes if I watch Stranger Things, and my reaction is usually I don't really watch TV that whole whole lot. This bounce is to get people excited about Netflix. In my personal opinion, Netflix is still done for. It will be. It will not, actually, it won't will be. In my opinion, it will be done for. And the reason being is, if you're having to work with Microsoft to get advertising online, when the whole purpose of your platform was to not to watch advertisements from cable television, you've be, you've lived your, you've lived long enough to see yourself become the hero to be turned into the villain, as they always say. And Netflix right now is becoming the villain a little bit by having advertisements on their platform. Now, maybe they would have a a, subscri- a subscription-based service where it says if you pay X amount, you won't have to deal with ads. And maybe some people buy into that. But I still am going to say this over and over again. There's no content that's worth watching on Netflix right now. I don't hear people talk about... like I, I Even though I don't watch a whole lot of television, I do know that sometimes... People will talk and be like, oh, did you, do you watch this show? And they name the streaming platform when it happens. I mean, think about it right now in Disney, you can say, do you watch the Obi-Wan series on Disney plus? Do you watch the Mandalorian on Disney plus? Do you watch, I mean, I don't know what the other, those those are the two big ones I know of currently right now that people always talk about that. And after Stranger Things, I don't really hear anything about Netflix. I mean, I think there was Squid Game for a while too. And I've heard that there's supposed to be like a season two for Squid Game as well for Netflix. But don't really know at this point. Netflix has a lot of issues. And I really hope people stay away from the Netflix stock because I don't see it going anywhere. Netflix is going to be burning a lot of cash soon, in my opinion. And I think Netflix is going to be struggling for a very, very long time. And I still think Microsoft in the end is going to end up buying them out. I mean, why wouldn't they? They have all the cash in the world. They could probably take it, but it's hard to tell. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you had, I ask that you please like and subscribe to this podcast as every like and subscription that we get to this podcast can help grow it so we can be able to keep talking about events that are happening on the market. Okay, These events that are happening currently right now could affect stocks in the future going forward. And we want to be able to talk about these things at least my opinion on things with being able to see where the market's going. With that being said, if you think your friends or family would enjoy it, please have them like and subscribe as well and share it with them so that we can be able to keep growing this channel and be able to keep talking about these events that are happening on the market that Wall Street's not always going to be talking about. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you and goodbye.